What's good, people? This your boy, Big Cass. And it's that guy, PM. This is the Under the Influence podcast. Yes, sir. We are a real-life conversation with a twist of humor. And sharing current events with y'all within those twi- uh, senses of humor. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode one. Yes, sir. Back like we never left. With that being said, how you doing, my brother? I'm all right. It's other than this tooth that's bothering me, and uh, so I might not be too chatty today, but yeah, please I'm gonna be here. Please excuse PM. He's handling. When he hit me this morning and talking about he's going to the dentist, I was I was like, shit, are we gonna be able to record this evening? Oh yeah. But 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 bro pulled through and made it here, so we. Oh yeah, we're here. We're gonna we soldier through it. We in the game. I mean, what you got going on over there? Oh man, a uh, few things, man. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that video of that Amazon employee that beat up that woman behind no. discrepancy over a late package? No, I didn't see that video. Hey, man. I'm surprised that didn't get to my radar. Usually I find shit like that. Bro, we are, you know, we living in a time where people are high strong, man. Life yeah, is, yeah. Hey, man, the, the little Amazon, it says two women. Okay. The Amazon new oh, Okay, well, you say Amazon, I'm thinking a dude to beat up a woman. Mm, it's an Amazon 21 year old Amazon driver. Okay. The lady she beat up is from Castro Valley. I don't even know where that's at. I think I believe it's in California. That sounds like some California shit. Hey, babe, beat that 67-year-old woman up because she was complaining about the package being late. She was 67 years old? Beat her up. She was the lady. Look, I watched the video, right, bro? The lady's trying to open the door, unlock the door, but she's talking cash shit to the little Amazon driver. Okay. Amazon driver sitting there looking at her. Find Amazon driver just puts the mittens on her. Gives her a nice... 15 piece. <laughs> this is where the, this is where this is this is where the trust of humor comes in, folks. The lady gets the door open yeah. she, to like go inside the, the office. The Amazon employee finished delivering the package. <laughs> no. She had a little their little dolly do, dolly thing nigga with well, all the packages on it yeah and drug that motherfucker right in behind that woman after she what was all inside her head <laughs> and so the old lady still was complaining and shit I don't know I don't know <laughs> I don't know I couldn't find no follow up I couldn't figure out if the lady got no charges or anything yeah I just saw the video man. well you know she got fired cause I the video, know she got fired that video got to somebody that worked there and they was like hey y'all need to look at this hey and she went across her head too bro when I said <laughs> she went across her head I said oh shit <laughs> that's fucked up I said man but you we talk about stuff like that all the time man you you gotta be careful and mindful how you talk to people because you oh, never man. know what people's lives and days are consistent. Nah, of. that's that's true, and you see a lot of them videos where the people that are delivering packages and delivering these these, these products to their people, they asking them why they're there for. Yeah, and you don't see clearly that my truck says UPS, FedEx, or even Amazon. Now some Amazons don't have them, but. You but, can tell it's somebody that's legitimately driving for somebody. But even when the ones that don't have it, they still be in uniform. Like Sometimes in uniform, they, yeah. They got something on, even when they deliver it in their personal vehicles. That's true. I've had a nigga pull up on me in a Dodge Magnum and pop the tr- hop out with Amazon. Yeah, that's pop true. Pop the trunk with a box. But when he hopped out, oh. Yeah, you got to got <laughs> I, saw, I saw one video where a dude had like blocked this black dude in. In his Amazon truck, because he's trying to figure out why he was in his neighborhood. The dude had went down to the cul-de-sac 
yeah. to make a U-turn to come out the neighborhood because he didn't feel like pulling that big ass truck up in somebody's driveway. Right. Especially in that neighborhood. And dude stopped. He's like, bro, I'm in uniform in a giant Amazon truck. Like, what are you doing? Now, if he'd have hopped out and whooped his ass, he'd have been in the wrong. He'd have been in the wrong. That's what everybody says, though, but would he? Nah, not in my book. Not in my book either. Not in my book. He'd have been completely. I think some people need that type of shit. Yeah. It's too many. Uh, it's, it's too many neighborhood warriors out here. Yes. Now I can see if I can see if he saw him take Doing something some weird shit. take something from mm-hmm. the the, the uh, porch. You know what I mean? Well, somebody probably got fired or whatever. Now they all oh, about to go scam. I can see that. It wasn't nothing like. But that. it wasn't nothing like that. This dude had his own his scanner like they come in with, and then in the boxes in his uniform. So yeah, shit's retarded. That's crazy. Amazon must know it's a uh, it's a crazy day and time. You see, they uh they gonna be no longer drug testing people for marijuana. Oh, for THC, yeah. yeah. And they happy day. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, jobs need to comply this way because to me, marijuana is less effective as far as what you do. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it it's a less inebriation. And then you gotta think. The Amazon hub is in fucking Seattle. And that's yeah. one of the first places to go legal with this shit. Bro. That's true. Everyone in Seattle, hi. Yeah. If you Whether it's medically or recreationally. Yeah. If you test for marijuana, who the fuck go work there? It, I don't smoke. It'd be me and that bitch by myself. <laughs> and that, that's how it was back in the day. Like, motherfucker, like, you should go work here, go work. Why do I got to give up mm-hmm. my advice? To make some money and make somebody else rich. Yeah, it's good money, but I got to go through suffering. Shit, I tell you like this, you know, I don't smoke, so... Right. I've been selling clean pee for years, $20 a jar. <laughs> <laughs> and see, what I do is I go to, like, the uh, the head shops, and mm-hmm. uh, you got to ask them for that fetish urine. You yeah. used to go in and be, be like, I, I need some monkey whiz. Oh, yeah, we got that, you know, by the product name. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now you can't even ask for the product name. You have to say fetish urine. Those are for real. And it's in the sex department. Oh, shit. Like they have... Like uh, a fake urine for people to like to get peed on. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And well, I, they, say, they say it's uh, animal piss, but who, hey, I don't care. As long as it gets me the job. And it's done well <laughs> for years. For real. I learned from construction dudes. I was like, how are you in construction, but you smoke every day? Fetish urine. He's like, oh man, you get your whiz pack, man. You strap it on, man. You just keep it on you every day. I was like, oh, does that work for all drug tests? He's like, it should. And everyone that I've taken, yeah, I've even had people doubt me, talking about, oh, you ain't gonna get in with that. I come back, I got the job, and they looking at me like, oh, that really worked. I'm like, yeah, it works. <laughs> Fifteen dollars. Well, shit. <laughs> if I needed to pass a drug test, I'm glad I got that information. I didn't know that one, bro. Oh yeah, I didn't know about the fetish Aaron. I knew about the the monkey fish, uh-huh. the monkey whiz. So that's what it, yeah, that's what it is now. That's what it is. They're, they're considering any type of uh, urinalysis or whatever. They're considering fetish urine. Yeah, they even got the kit where you mix the shit together. I'm I might go all through that shit. <laughs> Just give me the one that's already there in the pouch give with me, the heating pads. Give me one and let me go. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> With that being said, man, I'm glad I owe some more jobs. Like I said, I don't even smoke, but with the, the, the way marijuana is gradually becoming legal all across the right. country, 
They need to respect that. Yeah, they need to respect that, and they get through. the way it's moving through the country. It'll be it'll be federally legal in a couple years, yeah. and by that time, man, you that's like you. If it's federally legal, that's like you trying to test me for alcohol at the job. There you go. That's just like being landlocked here in Indiana, and you got Illinois, Ohio, all the surrounding states, Detroit, and uh, Kentucky. Yeah, Michigan, Kentucky, Illinois, Ohio. All right. of them. Is, is, I is, said Detroit. Yeah, Michigan. Yeah, it's, it's legal in some form or fashion. That's true. And here we are. Here we are, stuck in the middle of this shit, and they keep fucking with us. It'll come around though. Like I tell people all the time, you know, I'm a I'm a drinker, so right. I watch the. The sale of liquor on Sundays fight for years. Oh yeah, and I watched the stages. First, it was just an absolute no. Then they started with the um, with the bars and shit. Right? They started letting the bars open till three. Remember, because bars yeah. had to close at midnight on Sundays. That was. Yeah. They started letting the bars stay open till three. Yeah. Then they made a hard push to be able to sell it on Sundays in like the grocery stores and shit. Yeah. And the liquor stores came swinging like y'all not about to cut us out this money right hey you just gonna tell me I can't sell this shit on something but they can and, oh and if you went to a restaurant if you went to a restaurant food, yeah. you can get uh, alcohol on the Sunday that was the only way yeah so now they for the bootleg man or the bootleg but he never had what you wanted real he has weird shit <laughs> <laughs> so now they came to the consensus of on Sundays you can buy it from uh, 12 to 8 so yeah you got, a, you got an eight hour window you can buy liquor yes sir and i mean that's cool but 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 like i said i'm i'm, I'm comparing that to the marijuana thing going on right now because you know right now we got the cbds and we got the hemp's and we got yeah we got all these things and that's yeah, kind of like got people uh if you go up here on uh 42nd and franklin there's a sign that says we have uh legal thc yeah oh, yeah that's cbd yeah the, 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 it's the point the THC, it's the point yeah. zero three percent T.A., what's that going to do? Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> Not a goddamn thing. But they got that sign there, hyping motherfuckers up about yeah. it. But like I said, I'm watching them go through these steps and how many years it's taking. But I just correlate that with the with the liquor. I right. watched that liquor fight for five or six years before it happened. I remember uh, when I started doing Uber and I started picking people up from downtown that were from different states. They would always be like, you guys don't sell alcohol on Sundays at all? I'm like, no, yeah. not even. They're trying to. You know yeah. what I mean? Because a lot of corporate corporate America wants that when yeah. they come. They want to be able to get a bottle or, or some beer or whatever and just yeah. go in there yeah. and chill. Chill the fuck out. You know, and pass out. Well, we got it together now, though. Yeah. Maybe that'll ease up on the stress That's of everybody in the city. You know, with the, uh, and I meant to start the pod off with um, R.I.P. Clarence Witherspoon III. Clarence Williams III. Clarence Williams III. Yes, yeah. My bad. People, good people. Dude from the My Squad, yeah. and for, you know my favorite, one of my favorite characters. Uh, uh, uh the shit. The shit. You got the show. The <laughs> shit. From Tales from the Tales, Tales of the Hood. Yeah. So R.I.P. Clarence Williams the third man. That's yeah. He played some good roles he too, did, man. man. Like, especially when he was in uh, Sugar Hill. Sugar Hill was fire. He sold that motherfucker. The Dauphine Daddy? Yeah. Hey, man, Sugar Hill was fire, He bro. sold that motherfucker, man. I loved him in that. Yeah, Sugar Hill was fire. That's a, that movie long as hell, but it's a good watch. It is. It's a very good watch. Yeah, it's about four hours long, though. I didn't realize that. Because <laughs> it was good. You know, back when it was out, it was on VHS and shit. I never right. realized it either. But I pulled it up on Netflix one day. It was like three hours and 42 minutes. I God damn. Yeah, I ain't watched it. good, though. I watched it. I watched yeah. it about a year ago. Just on some humbug. Shit, I ain't seen that. 
It's, it's, it's good, man. Let's see. What else we got going on here? The fight. The fight? Yeah, let's, let's talk about this fight. Because I, I've seen some uh, pretty weird things that, that happened. I think it was towards the uh, the uh, the final rounds there. If y'all don't know, we're talking about the Floyd Mayweather. Uh, Jake Paul? Logan Paul. Was it Logan? Because Jake Paul's the other brother. Yeah. Logan Paul. It's Logan Paul. Yeah, we're talking about the Floyd Mayweather-Logan Paul fight. Yeah. A fucking a money grab for Floyd, a highway robbery for Floyd. You <laughs> <laughs> know nigga robbed the bank, man. Yeah. Especially probably on the odds table, too. Yeah, they might have robbed the bank. The motherfuckers were anticipating him to put dude out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Either early or later on. But yeah, they wanted him to put I him out. I watched that motherfucker. He did. He watched it? He put dude to sleep and held him up until the nigga woke up. What do you mean he held him up? Yeah, he hit this nigga. <clears throat> yeah. And when he hit him, the nigga's eyes went shut. And Floyd put his forearm underneath his chin and held him by his neck and his chin and hit him a couple more times like in the stomach and then yeah. he snapped out of it and started fighting again. What? You can, Hell no. Bro, you can tell it was some type of incentive to have the fight go all eight, All eight rounds, yeah. Yeah. That's that's what, what was the odds on that? It was I like no 6,000 to one or something like that. I ain't paid no, pay the gambling part of it, no attention. But I know. That's smart though. Yeah. I know Floyd got like, all right, you know, Showtime and them, whatever portion of the pay-per-view that mm -hmm. they split with the fighters. Right. Floyd got 90% and Buddy got 10 of the percentage that the fighters get. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, he made, man, Floyd made like $100 million that night, man, to, to <laughs> dance around that ring with that big old white boy, man. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. The, 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 the prelim fights was good. Uh Everybody clowning my boy Ocho Cinco. Yeah, for getting and knocked down. He got knocked down, man. He got cleaned up too. Uh, just that 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 punch. He got right back up. But surprisingly, man, like if you watch the fight, he looked good. He, he looked like he really was a boxer. He looked like he was. A, he looked like he's been boxing. Okay. Footwork was good. Hands was good. He was actually beating dude up. Dude just, just dude, caught him on the counter. Good one. Yeah, that's, that's usually how it is. Now, yeah. what was the other dude? He was a boxer. He. Or? Was a retired. He was a he, He's an NFL player who left okay. the NFL to pursue a career in mixed martial arts. Uh, His last name was Maxwell, I believe. Okay, I thought you were talking about Dahani. Mm -mm. Okay. Yeah, so he used to be used to be an NFL player, mm -hmm. and he left the NFL to pursue his career in, in MMA, MMA fighting. Damn. So it was a cool little matchup. But Chad actually looked good, and then dude caught him. He caught him. He probably had more stamina too. Caught him with a right. Like you said, he's been doing them uh, uh, mixed martial mm -hmm. arts. So, yeah, you got to have a lot of stamina to do that shit. That's five-minute rounds. He caught him with a right. They was doing two-minute rounds for his fight, though. And they were doing two-minute rounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he's been doing five minutes compared to being in there two minutes. Yeah. So Chad was probably like, shit. You know, Chad, and Chad old, too. Chad yeah, he's what I'm saying. He's old. old. You know but he looked great, though, man. So He better be a vegan. <laughs> that was every day, man. <laughs> Looking like uh, David Wayans in the Great White Heights. Yeah. <laughs> I can beat him. He looked good, though. He looked good, bitch. That was on it, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. Only thing I got, man, uh, I got a couple things, man. You put that in the revisiting old relationship? Yeah. Okay. When you remember or when you rekindle with somebody and then you remember why you stopped talking to them. 
<laughs> you know, it's nothing. It's nothing malicious. It's nothing like you attracted to the person. You know what I mean? You you go the distance with the person, but then after a while, it's like whoa. Well, the, I remember now why we stopped talking. I was like, clearly you attracted to him if you re-entertain him. Right. And and, and then like you said, say, oh, <laughs> now I remember. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> or not even that. They might not even be stupid. I know. I just they just, or they'll just do something to get on your nerves. Mm-hmm. And then it's for me, uh, being single for like the last, what, five, six years, dog, like, I'm not with answering questions a lot. I hate that. I, you know, it's like, why are you asking me so many damn questions when we talking? You yeah. know what I mean? We just having casual conversation over the phone, but you want to get these personal questions out. And it's like, if I want to volunteer that information, I'll tell you. Yeah. But, you know. And I, I'm with you. I'm not with the 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 everyday what was you doing? How was you doing? What what did you do? And right. Where did you go? Right. When was you? Hey, man. The blow by blow. Just how was your day good? All right, cool. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Then uh, even the harder part is trying to explain to the people why you no longer want to deal with them after y'all just spent this time bullshit rekindling. There you go. You can't even tell them. Well, I remembered. No, you can't. You can't bring that up, <laughs> especially if they're sensitive, bro. Hey, you gotta. You gotta start doing the the, 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 the spin move. The, the I'm so busy. I'm sorry. I've just been busy. I've had a chance to talk to you. You gotta do that. You gotta do the spin move. And you, you hate to do that though, I man. Because that, that feels so. It feels so fake. Don't it? But it's like I don't want to hurt this person's feelings and, and make them feel like, you know, what I'm saying I don't want to be around them. But there's certain little aspects that be like, yo, I can't be me. Yeah. Around you. And mental note, man. You gotta start jotting down a mental note when you stop yeah. telling a motherfucker to remember and why you stopped dealing with them. Once I start doing that and then I get too many, oh, I can't go here. I can't go there. Yeah. Oh, shit. I can't turn around and go back. Well, damn. I need to just jump off. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real, man. Yeah, it, it takes man. a toll on you, man. Especially you being older. Yeah. You want somebody kind of like you. You know what I mean? If I throw a joke, you know what I mean? Like, I like heavier set women. So if I come in and I grab her, give her a hug, and I'll be like, ooh, chunky. Like that. Yeah, I'm not trying it's to It's not being defensive. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm it's giving you a compliment. Yeah. In my world, because this is what I'm a fan of. There you go. Yeah, not me particularly. I like the I, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and that, that just really. But it's it the puts same you thing. I'm gym. So if I say with your little slim ass, like, Right. You trying to call me? I'm, I'm getting thick. Girl, shut the fuck up. You slim and I like the way it looks. Quit being right. stupid. Right. being silly about it. You know what I mean? And you know, and every, and every compliment does not mean that I'm trying to be with you. Sometimes you just get a compliment because that's just how you talk or that's how I am. Yeah. Now, if I'm not, if I'm calling you baby or, or bae or something like that, that's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Check me at the door. You know what I mean? But I'm saying, hey, what's up, sweetie? How you doing, cutie? Don't be like, oh, well, you know, I like you like that, but I just want to be friends with him. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I just was I'm just saying, saying hi. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself, ma'am. That shit is killing me, man. Hey, you know, sometimes people get ahead of themselves. But, like, with that being said, though, uh, when it comes to dating, like, in your preference, 
would you ever date a chick taller than you? Cause I mean, you pretty tall. You about yeah. what? Six one, six two? No, I'm six three. Six three. Six three. Yeah. So what if you got a chick that was like six eight, six nine? You know. What would you do if she was like bad enough? I would. You date her, get to know her. I mean, I remember one time I tried to holler at a motherfucker taller than me. It was years ago at the expo. Oh yeah. Uh, Doe was there, and I walked up to the I walked up to the bro. I was like, man, you know how to climb that tree? Oh, <laughs> He said the tree. I said the uh, the yeah. mountains. <laughs> and I was drunk, right? And uh, right after that, like she was kind of feeling me, and and I was too loaded, and I said some stupid shit, and she she ran off. Uh, I said, "You play basketball?" She said, "No." Nah. I said, "Bitch, you should." <laughs> and it just came out. She said, "Nigga," and walked off. And that was the only time I ever had a chance to deal with a motherfucker taller than me. But I would though. Oh yeah, I have. Have you? Oh yeah. Um, the first one, she kind of reminded me, like, she could have been Grant Hill's daughter. Oh. Looked just like Grant Hill, because everybody could just pull her hair back and all mm-hmm. that. But uh, we was coming out of movies, eight. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Dollar fifty movies. Dollar fifty. And we walked past her, and everybody was like, damn, that motherfucker was taller than the motherfucker. But she gave a look back. So I was like, hey, what's your name? You know what I mean? And so she came in. We got, got her number, got to talking to her, and got to know her a little bit. Then uh, some years down the line, when I got older, when I was working at uh, Hewitt Packard, I met another little chick. Yeah. Good old HP. HP. I loved HP, man. It was seasonal, man. They used to bring them in seasonal. I used to work in there. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But I met one. She was, uh, I think she was about 6'1", 6'2". I used to tell her all the time because she was tall and thick. I was like, ooh, you an Amazon. I was like, I'll, I'll wrestle with you. Like yep, that, and she was like, oh, you. you like wrestling? I was like, yeah, I, I like wrestling. Yeah, with you. Yeah, you can knock me around with all that. You know what I mean? So we ended up ended up kicking it and shit. You know what I mean? The tallest I got my hands on and, like, actually dealt with was she was, like, she was right at six foot. Okay. Which was weird, though, because I had always dated women that was five. Like five, four, five, five seven. Three, five, four, five, five. Yeah. Like a six footer, damn near looking me in the eye. I said, oh. <laughs> but it was cool though. Like I don't I don't really discriminate, man. As long as you as long as you slim in the waist, cute in the face, we good. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Let's see, we brought that I brought that up because uh, in Brazil there's a lady named I don't even know how to pronounce Esselaine Silva. She's twenty six, she stands six eight. Jesus Christ. At the age of 10, she stood 5'9". It's, uh, it's due to a benign tumor found on her pituitary gland. It's making that bitch fly. Yeah, it's causing overproduction of the growth hormones. So basically, she has giantism. That's it, but that's, that's what Andre the Giant had. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? But uh, she married this dude, and he's 5'4". My man climbing that tree. Shit, he he don't even have to like. All he gotta do is look up to eat the pussy. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and uh, she wants to be. A, <laughs> yeah, he just gotta look up. And she wants to be a model, man. This, this motherfucker is not like you know how you see people with gigantism, yeah. and they're all like, she's, like she's Frankenstein looking. She's just normal, just big. She's normal. Is she, she said in Brazil, right? Mm-hmm. Does she have all those Brazilian qualities? Man, hold on. I'm about to show you a picture of her right here. Because those Brazilian qualities, she has those Brazilian qualities. Yes, she does. And she's dope. I told you. She's just a giant. She's just a giant. Look, that's why I said I would have took her too. He 5'4", she's 6'8". Yeah, she's dope too. I wish I could see this, people. She's 
She's a very beautiful, slim, seven foot tall woman. Yeah, Elisine Silver. Silver. Hey, if y'all want to look her up, and my man look good and happy. Yeah, he's happy. They got a kid and everything. My man look good and happy. Yeah, yeah, he's he's smiling from ear to ear. And she just tall and like she got giant feet and big old hands. Right. She's she's a proportionate she looks tall. Looks like a woman, just a very tall one. Yeah. Jesus. You know, yeah, I'm with him. I'd climb that tree. I would too. Swing from her <laughs> arms and all that. Like the monkey bars and shit. Oh man, I climbed that motherfucking tree for you. <laughs> but also, she wants to be a model, but ain't nobody really picking her up. Yes, yeah, and I'm like hard. somebody better though. Yeah, because she can be a, a, a sports person for tall, yeah. beautiful women. You know, they ain't always got to be tall and big. Shit, that's one thing about that modeling, modeling world, modeling world. Mm. Man, they the boxes they want to try and put you in to be a model, the, the skinny yeah. shit and this that. I ain't never understood that because there's so many different types of women, arrays of women in, in the real world. Right. So why can't um, why why make it make it an exclusive event the way that you feel left out? Yeah, it's the psychology behind it. I know that and because be, them bitches be frail and dying. Them they're be starving. Yeah, and that ain't cool. Hell no, nah. because they be binging and purging. Yeah, messing their teeth up and shit. That shit goofy. I don't understand that. Not just to be in that world, man. Just you know, fuck this designer. Like, yeah. you made something out of toilet paper, you want me to throw it over me like a sash and shit? <laughs> what? Like, they just have some of the weirdest fashion ever. Yes. And that's what a lot of these motherfuckers is leading to, too. Yeah, that shit's goofy. But, that, that man, I never quite understand that fashion shit. Because like you said, if you ever if you ever tune in to any of them, like, runway shows and shit, right. 90% of that shit you never see nowhere else but that runway. Ah, uh, nah. Now nah, we, we don't got we don't have the stores. You got to damn near be on the list to get in them stores to wear that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I'm down to don't get worried about putting me on that list. Now, how about I take some fucking Reese cup uh, wrappers and put them on over your titties, <laughs> and then put the wrapper over your vagina, and, and then have a, a, a motherfucking some, some, some sour punch candy strings coming down to connect that shit with a Twizzler going up your butt as a juice. <laughs> It's some red bottom shoes. Oh, yeah, red bottom shoes. Hell, <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't even be that late. <laughs> then be foot by the foot, foot by the foot, foot by the foot rolls on the bottom. <laughs> oh, shit. Man, how, how about that? No, man. Shit, we're no, we're going to leave that with love. <laughs> hey, well, hey, I was. Did you see the thing? Is a is a story came out uh, a couple of days ago. Is a video mm-hmm. a dude in Detroit hit the lottery for thirty thousand dollars. Thirty thousand. Hit the lottery for thirty bands. Go ahead, finish spent, it. I know. I know what you're talking about. Spent twenty on a necklace. Oh no, this is different. No. Okay. Dude in Detroit spent hit the lottery for thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. Spent twenty thousand dollars on a necklace. Went to to gas station. Is the niggas beat him up and took his chain. <laughs> hey, you spent more than half. Hey. More than half of your money on a motherfucking necklace? Yeah. And then you go to the store and get beat up. 
And yeah. somebody take your shit. He ain't tucked the motherfucker in or nothing. Nigga, Buddy walked in. They had to visit the camera. Buddy walked in, glanced over at him, walked into the little thing around the store, went outside. When dude stepped outside, he ran right up on him. Hey, Buddy, Buddy tried to run back into the store to get away from him. They chased him in the store, whooping him. Oh, no. Nah. Took the chain up off his neck. See, you shouldn't do shit like that. You can't wear the big chain every damn day. And see, this is my thing. This is why we should be more educated on shit. You can insure your jewelry. Yeah. When it's real like that, when it's when it's real, that probably took the last ten thousand. I mean, <laughs> but you, but, but when they did this, they'd have politely paid them twenty back. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And see, the thing about it is, a lot of times you can get your your jewelry appraised and insured for more than you paid for it if you caught a deal. Okay. Say I go catch a, say a motherfucker got a chain that's 15 bands, but he give it to me for 10 because I got 10 cash, right? But you can go claim it for what it's, what well, it's valued at. You take it and get it appraised. And okay. say the appraiser says it's worth 20. Okay. Maybe the price of gold is different or the quality of these diamonds is different. The appraiser say it's worth 20. You go get an insurance for 20 bands. So now if you take an L, you actually catch a W. That's smart. Well, I don't think he'd be like that. this nigga. Yeah, I don't think he did that. He, no, he didn't because he was on he the took news. Took an L and caught an L. He was on the news crying about them taking. The he phone. was crying. Basically, he probably gonna point them niggas out. Hey, well, no, they dude them did it bareface, and then the, the the news report that I was watching, they had a video of the same nigga stealing some, taking some from somebody else uh, the week prior at the gas station. That's what this nigga do. Oh man, he he's a super villain. He walked in the shit. gas station and there was a motherfucker counting some money to pay for some shit. He reached right over their shoulder, took all the money up their head, and ran out the door. Oh, no. And then the, then the next time, he took that chain from Buddy. See? Yeah, that's, that's what this nigga do. He's a super villain. <laughs> I think he damn near wanted that chain taken. <laughs> Why are you going to wear your chain to the gas station? Man. And if you look at Buddy, you can see he ain't got no fight in him. Like, he ain't even the type of nigga that can pull it off, man. Because, you know, certain type of nigga put something on... You think twice about taking it from that. Yeah. Like, man, I don't know about this guy. Right. Yeah. He didn't have that look to him. And right. you got to see that video, bro. That motherfucker. Now, see the video I thought you were talking about. When we, I thought you were going to say 10 Gs. Okay. It was a couple. When I think they was in Detroit or Illinois. But there was a couple in the store. You know, the scratch-offs. Okay. So they were scratching the tickets off. And they thought. That they hit the 10 G's. Oh. You know what I mean? Because he didn't scratch something off all the way or whatever. Uh, so they running around. Oh, we got 10 G's. It was a dud. Yeah, we got 10 G's. This, that, the other. Hey, whoever's in the store, get what you want. Gas is on us. This, that, the other. They're like, give my 10 G's. I'm sitting there thinking, like, you know, being a gambler, I know you can't get nothing over 500. Yeah. From the gas station. Yeah. You know yeah, yeah, because yeah, they can't cash it. They can't cash that. They can't cash nothing over five hundred. You know what I mean? They they can only swipe your ticket and see that you're a winner, but you got to go to the yeah, office, to the, the lottery office, the main yeah. place. You I know what I mean? I worked at uh, I worked at Gas America on the German Church. Okay. And a motherfucker hit for like three bands mm. while I was working there on a scratch off. And right. I tell him like, here, look, here's the address right here. You gotta, yeah, I can't, I can't do this. You got to go turn that in down there. Yep. So when they handed the thing to the dude. He was like, yeah, man. You know, they still going off telling people. ten thousand dollars, bitch. He was like, this ain't no winner. He was like, what? He scratched the rest of it off. Well, I was only for $2. So I got a game they do so quick. <laughs> I threw that in. 
Bye. They just walked out. They was like, oh, man, fuck that. Buy your little shit, man. There you go. No. That's crazy, though. <laughs> hey, man, speaking of some weird shit, you know Jim Belushi is yeah. the actor. Yeah, he's uh, the actor-comedian dude, right? He's mm-hmm. uh, he's dead. He used to be on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. That's John Belushi. That's John Belushi. Okay. Jim Belushi is his brother. He's All still right. alive. All right. That's the, uh, the Blues Brothers dudes. One with him and John Goodman. That's Jim. But okay, so that's the that's the dead one then. Well, Jim's the live one. John is the John's the one that's dead. Then that's the Blues Brothers. Okay, okay. Jim Belushi had a bunch of sitcoms and shit. He was in. Uh, you remember the movie Gridlock with Tupac? Yeah. He was the his partner. The homeboy that was with him. The white cop. Hold on, I'm thinking about the other. What's the other one where they were? Uh, they were drunk. They were junkies. You thinking about? Uh, no, no, no. You're you're right. That's gridlock. Uh, um, you remember? Me forget the name of the damn movie the boy was in. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's that's gridlock. Okay. Uh, it was Tupac's last movie, man. He was in that movie with him. Because uh, gridlock, gridlock is the one. With the, 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 the British dude and had the right. yeah. And they had the little chick and she got uh, mm-hmm. overdosed and shit and Yeah, it was his last movie, man, before he uh before he it came out. It actually came out after he passed. It was the the last movie he actually Gang related? Gang related. Okay. Gang related. You see the cover? Mm-hmm. He said that's Jim Belushi. Okay. You've seen him in a million things, right? I can I could probably I don't too much remembering, but this movie he's a he he has a big ass cannabis farm now, so that's what he does. Oh he's shit! Not even acting and shit no more. But he was on Twitter the other day, man, and he just up and decided to share this Tupac story, mm-hmm. and it tickled me to my motherfucking core, bro, because <laughs> it's so random, right? This nigga says this this is a direct quote from his Twitter. He says, every time I watch the sunrise, I think of Tupac. Okay. We once watched the sunrise together after a long night of filming. It was quiet for a second. Then he looked at me and said, I'm a thug. <laughs> I prefer the sunrise. <laughs> I said, I really don't know what that means, but I still live by that to this day. <laughs> That's crazy. Hey, fuck me up. <laughs> So, <laughs> so then they got to ask it if you know something in the article. You know, if you're not if you're not a little older, you don't know about that movie, right? So it's like if you if you are wondering how Jim Belushi even stumbled across Tupac, they was in that movie together, and apparently, the first day of filming, yeah. they had they had a, a a problem with each other and got into a fist fight. Oh, Tupac shit. and Jim Belushi got to bumping. He said. Jim Belushi is another quote. Jim Belushi said, we had the most beautiful fight. <laughs> he said, when it was all done, we shook hands and that was that. And man, after that, we were brothers. <laughs> he said, I loved him and he loved me. We had the best time of our lives. And it came across good on screen and we kept in contact after that. And that's, that's when he went to the quote about the sunrise and still living, to, living by that living by that to this day. He said, I don't even know what that means, but I live by it to this day. <laughs> he said, he looked over at me and said, I'm a thug. <laughs>
<laughs> and I prefer the sunrise. <laughs> so they got into a day live fight and got up, shook each other's hands, and walked away and became bestest of friends. Bestest of friends, yeah. And, 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 and they said it, it happened, the, the fight happened on the first day of filming. That's crazy. So they, they shook it off and. And that's a great movie if you've ever watched that movie. No, I haven't seen Gang Related. You haven't seen Gang Related? I probably no. I'm not gonna say I probably have. No, I haven't seen that. And watch it. It's a good. It's a good watch. It's another movie that's real good that he's in. His part isn't that big, but I believe it came out after he died too. Okay. And uh, but it, Mickey Mickey Warwick was the main actor in it. Huh. It's um, it's real good, man. But the thing about it is, it's kind of hard to find. Cause it's got a weird name. It's got a name that uh that goes with that 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 a lot of another movie has. And you said Jim Belushi's in it. Are they they they're both stars or he's like a supporter? No, 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 no. This 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 uh, Gridlock, not Gridlock, gang related is him and Jim Belushi. Okay. This other one is him and um. Oh, Tupac or somebody else. Tupac is Mickey Warwick in there, man. Uh. See, and they don't even have it on his motherfucking discography. That's crazy. It's a, it's a great movie. Now I'm about to find it out and tell the people on the next episode. Oh, uh, I think I got you. You're talking about Bullet? Bullet. Yeah, it's a 1996 American crime drama film directed by Julian Temple. Yeah. Starring Mickey Roy, Tupac. Oh, uh, Donnie Wahlberg's in it. Yeah. Okay. It's a good movie, bro. Yeah, but the thing about it is, when you try and search a bullet, mm-hmm. all you're going to find is that shit with Adam Sandler and fucking Damon Wayne. Oh, Bulletproof. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. They just came on the other day. Yeah, but it's a it's a good-ass movie. Okay. It's a good... Man, them last two... Them, them last two... Because, you know, we... we it's, it's a good one to go to that we wasn't scripted. People right. always ask, what would the music game be like if Tupac hadn't died? And yeah. me personally, it's just my outlook on things, folks. Mm. Me personally, I feel like Tupac was headed in a direction of a, like a thug Will Smith. More yeah. orientated towards acting, but eventually would come back and do music because it's his first passion. Right. But more geared towards acting. If you look at the last few years before he died, bro, he... The nigga started, he was in five or six movies there from 92 to 96. That's true. He's in Above the Realm, Poetic Justice, Gridlock, Gang Related, Bullet. Uh, I want the Army movie. Juice. But Juice Juice was his first big. Juice was a good one. Juice was his first Juice was a good one, man. I love Juice. You've never seen. uh, on the Chappelle show with 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 uh, 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 he was being Sam Jackson instead of Samuel Adams selling the beer I was like hey, haven't you seen my movies he said Juice, Juice that's a good that's one, a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that <laughs> but yeah uh, yeah I think Poetic Justice Juice Butter Rim Grillock Gang Related Bullet, and it's something else. Maybe, maybe it's something else. If I'm mistaken, but even if it's not nothing else, bro, that's a large number of movies to to almost star in. 
before you go. In a like a four year window. Yeah. And a lot of that time frame, he was in jail, bro. He was he was going through. Yeah, he was in jail for the rape yeah. case. What was the other one? The rape case was the big one. It was another when he one. shot the two off duty police officers was, yeah. in the ass because they was out there beating up that black man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's crazy. But I think the the whole industry would be a lot different had Tupac still been here. Like I think there would be like a league for hip hop. I ain't, yeah, you know what I mean. Because I believe that's what he was on his way to towards something of that effect. Yeah, he was you know he was I mean? working on something greater. And then that would have led to, you know, more positive. Well, it could have been more positive uh, uh, rap and, and hip hop rather than what we have in today. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with what we have well, today. You know, it's just been more structured and better. Well, you know, you think it, in, in, in them days, bro, they actually had a lot of positive rap. Yeah, they did. But they got so much overlooked because you had, even with Public Enemy. Yeah. You well, you know what I've always noticed, not me to cut you off, you man. When them niggas get on their positive shit, man, it's like they it's like they, they let it fuck up the song making. It does. Because if you, if you take, like, let's just fast forward to today. I don't know if you've heard that the little Baby song where he's talking about the riots and all that shit. Yeah, it's yeah, bigger yeah. than black and white. Right. It's a problem with the whole way of life. Can't change overnight. See, that song is hard. Yeah. So, you, that song is real hard. It's really hard. The song, the chorus is hard. The beat's hard. The words are. I think that's all you really got to do is be creative and put that positive shit into something that niggas want to listen to. Right. See, because you take that positive shit and you put it with these weird ass beats and you got these weird ass niggas rapping it. And it's not that I don't want to hear the positive shit, nigga. I don't want to hear you. But also, it's what the industry, if their industry, is telling them what to do. I, yeah, I get it. I understand you know? that. Right. But I'm saying if you, but but if you make something that's jamming, mm-hmm. just like just nigga, that song from Lil Baby came out of left fucking field. That ain't nothing like he's ever made before. He'll probably never make it again. He has something to get off his chest. But it worked because right. it was dope. And then he made it dope. He made it dope. And then a nigga went around performing it on the the, the, the music awards and shit. It worked because he made it dope. Right. But then you listen to like me, me personally, like De La Soul and them. Like if you're a hip hop historian, listen to this. <laughs> don't kill me. But them niggas was trash, bro. <laughs> Brand newbie in it. Them niggas was trash, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not just speaking like from, from perspective like maybe they couldn't rap they could rap they them niggas put together trash ass songs the beats was trash they was always humdrum and melancholy there was no yeah there was no in between it made you feel like you was listening to some soft ass shit true that see with that that song Baby made you can ride it feel like you riding to some gangster shit but he ain't saying no gangster shit right. he's saying some real shit but you can still vibe to it and then hear what he's saying. If I turn on this dumb drum ass beat and listen to your little s- sorry ass lyrics about peace and love, and I'm with all the peace and love shit, man. I just believe it should be. Well, Arrested Development did that. Yeah, they did a they did a good portray of that to where you want to listen and you didn't feel like you were out of an element. You still could relate to what they were talking about right. and have a feeling towards it. You're right. They did. You know, uh, who else? Diggable Planets was like that at first, yeah, at and they first. started getting 
They started getting a little bit weird there in the middle. Yeah, the niggas got weird. I was with Nickel Bag of Funk, but then when they came with the other one, I was just like, uh, what the fuck's happening here? Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? You're right. <laughs> you, you, you're right, brother. Um, since we're talking about music, man, we um, hear about Snoop. What's going on with Snoop? Snoop became the executive, creative, and strategic consultant mm. for Def Jam Records. I heard about that on the radio the other day. And I didn't see no articles on it, though. And an even better note, he hired his wife as his manager to put this deal together for him. Oh, shit. That's what's up. So everyone's getting the bag. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. yeah. That's what's up. And I think... That's big shit right there. I think that's good... For Snoop, for one, because ain't no way in the world with him being the elder statesman in hip hop, and not even arguably, probably the most famous rapper in the world. In the world, everyone and anyone knows who the fuck Snoop Dogg is. Yeah, is he banned anywhere? Not anymore. He was talking about it on um uh, one of the podcasts. He was talking about it. he's not banned anymore. Okay, he was banned in a few places. He's not. Okay, he got banned somewhere for smoking and shit where he wasn't supposed But um that nigga's argued nothing like I said, not even not even arguably, hands down, man, the most famous rapper in the world. Mm-hmm. And one thing about Uncle Snoop is he keep his he keep his hand on the pulse. Yeah. He know who who's hot and who's not. And That's true. He know about the young niggas and he stay in tune with them. All the they be doing the interviews with all these young niggas, and they, man, reach out to Uncle Snoop all the time. Like, da-da-da-da-da-da. So for him to be in a position where he has some power to bring some niggas into a fold, mm-hmm. it could be real helpful. Hell yeah. For a lot of niggas' careers, probably. Hell yeah. And then, like I said, he, uh, you know, his, his wife, it's not like she been at home baking cookies. Like, she knows about business. Okay. She, she's ran quite but you don't really hear too much here about her yeah boss lady I follow her on Instagram and shit so I know some okay. of her accomplishments but she um, she's ran owned owned and ran owned herself and ran others successful businesses multiple times through the years I did not know nothing yeah, about yeah, like, boss lady that's her name on Instagram boss lady yeah okay I don't know well I don't know what's going on with his daughter then we heard about that. You know, that's been a few weeks back. And we didn't talk about it. Uh, like, she's had, like, mental health issues and was, like, contemplating suicide. We know, um... Saying that people was uh, fucking with her, messing with her or something like that. She's sick. Okay. In some shape, form, fashion. Lupus or something like that. Okay. I didn't read into it. I just read yeah. the headline for the I article. remember that. She's sick in some shape, form, or fashion. But... She shouldn't be letting that get to her. Hmm. Now, yeah, prayers up for her. I hope that. Hell yeah. She, should, she shouldn't be letting that get to her. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, but, uh, prayers up for her. So. Hell yeah. Hopefully she she works on past that, bro. Another um, weird little fun fact, man. We was talking about this world being stressful, right? Right. And. Me and you have talked off Mike before about, you know, needing an avenue in life to decompress, to 
expound some energy yeah, to, vent. to vent to vent right and and sometimes you know we get to all this is leading to an article I read you know, sometimes we think you know when when rich people don't have them same problems that we have and they don't need the same type right. of things that we yeah they might not have the same financial problems yeah but they have the same life problems life problems hell yeah so I was reading a thing about The Rock Dwayne Johnson okay and how would you think Dwayne Johnson decompresses and gets away from the world cause you, you'd assume the gym no I don't look cause I, I don't look at him like that like people that are uh, that are stars like that and you know he did wrestling and shit like that so mm-hmm. he constantly training and shit <clears throat> I think he would try to get to like that's more of a job obligation being yeah shit. you know I think he would more go for like the spies or like uh, mental retreats where he's just inside of his head trying to get all the bad out or whatever you know what I mean but uh, that's that's the only thing I could think of that's how I see somebody like him and like pro wrestlers or pro athletes doing mm-hmm. you know what I mean because you know hitting the gym is like part of your part of your, your job your, your job so you want to get as far away from your job as possible, and probably away from a lot of people too. That sounds that sounds great, and that sounds like a good idea. But that is not it. That's not it. This nigga raises fish. He raises fish. He raises fish. What kind of fish? Koi. This nigga got all types of fish. I seen the video. He had award-winning basses and what? All types. This nigga got these man-made lakes on his property. Okay. And he raises fish. The nigga like went in there and like got one out was like look at my bass like <laughs> and, and, and this is how he decompresses and gets away from the world that's crazy he raises fish and he has like this intimate relationship with the with the development and the growth of these fish see I wouldn't think nothing like that about it fuck that's why I wrote it down bro fuck me up I got to read and I said well damn <laughs> damn I wonder yeah. what he got what, did he say what got him into it no he didn't he did not. Because usually that's like something you see somebody do, and you help them out, and you get used to yeah. it. Yeah. He did not. But yeah, the nigga raises fish as his way to decompress. Okay. I mean, I can see that. And and, and I just thought it was cool as hell, man, because you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that. And it just puts it in perspective that as people, man, we need some type of fucking getaway. Yeah, we do. Bro, I'm in need of a getaway of some sort at this very moment, man. Life has been life ain't rough because life is great and I'm blessed. I'm right. Right. The life that I have and the life that I live is a blessing. So I won't fuss about it. It's just every once in a while the day to day of it gets a little overwhelming. And lately oh, a nigga been a tad bit overwhelmed. I need a I need a moment. Shit, mine's been building, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. We, know, we talk about it. With the vehicle and everything, and not even with just that, just life. Just life. You know but I mean? then it starts piling up, and it doesn't become one specific thing anymore. It becomes, right. a, it becomes a, a bunch of things. Coming at you at once. Yeah. And it's just like, I want to get the hell up out of here just to, just to be around something different and new. Yeah. A new smell. So a, a new... Uh, uh, area of people to look at yeah you know, even though people start looking the same after a while but it is what it is you just want to you just know that you're somewhere else and you're not at home yeah yeah i'm um i'm gonna find some some type of way to get up out of here for a weekend or something bro i got to 
like I said, life getting the best of me. If uh, well, <laughs> I was about to say if this is the first time listening to this podcast, but this will be your first time listening to this podcast <laughs> because this is episode number one. Number one. We just happen to be back like we never left. Yes, <laughs> so, you know, I got a lot of I got a lot of kids and a lot of responsibilities and. And I, I wear all that shit on my shoulders. I, I rock with that shit. And I, I, I run around with it all. But every once Word. in a while, shit, here lately, nigga, just, God damn. They want to go, get out, man. man I just think, yeah, I need a breath. I need a breath of fresh air. I ain't got nothing to do with Indianapolis, Indiana. Nah, yeah, exactly. I need a new scenic area. Just for I need a new years. attitudes to deal with. Because after a while, the attitudes here is like, they're going in. They start becoming the same. And you go somewhere else, and, you, and, you, it, and they, the people might not be nicer, but, but it seems like it feels like it. Yeah, it seems like it for a second. Exactly. You know, you got different attitudes to work with, different food to yeah. go try. You know what I mean? It's, like I said, it's the, uh, the scenery, too, the environment. Yeah. Yeah, you just want to get up out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's gonna, it's getting crazy, man. Yeah, we got you gotta you gotta you know uh, what y'all listeners will see as a reoccurring thing on this here pod. <clears throat> we champion mental health. Oh yeah. We champion mental health and mental stability, and so every once in a while we'll just get to talking about like me. I meditate and I do a bunch of other shit, and, and it all works. It works fine. Right. I have my little drinky drinks. It works fine. Right. I go to the gym. It works fine. But every once in a while, you need a little more. I mean, a little more, a lot more. And right now, I need a little more. <laughs> you treat yourself. That, you know, yeah, uh, treat yourself helping you others yourself. out, you know what I mean? You're going to hurt yourself yeah. in the long run. In the long run. You know, it's good to help people, but see, at the same time, you got to help yourself out, too. And that's not being selfish. Nah. That's not being selfish at all. Hell no. I, I stumbled across a podcast the other day, P. You might like it, man. It's interesting as hell. Okay, what's the card? It's, you, um, you remember uh, Catch a Predator with Chris Hansen? Yeah. Chris Hansen has a podcast. I think I've seen some, they, I've seen snippets, and they add, like, people are asking me, like, what do you think the dangerous person, the predator was, or whatever? That is called Predators I've Caught. Oh wow! And he's revisiting <laughs> some of the some of the, the the predators that he caught on on the uh, show. On the show, he's revisiting the whole scenario: what happened to him afterwards. Not actual people. Yeah. Oh wow! Where they're at now? Did it? Because he was like, "Shit, they're registered sex offenders. This is all public record. I'm not telling nothing. Right. You can't find out. I'm not being nosy. I'm not nitpicking. This yeah." This is just following up on what they've been doing for years. Talking about the follow ups off Mike. Yeah. On on another another situation where we're talking about follow ups off Mike, and that's what it's called. Predators I've caught with Chris Hansen. Yeah. It's hey man. That's pretty cool. I've seen a little bit of it. Yeah. It's he. Uh, I was watching. He got to talking and put me on. Do you know Peter Nagward is? No. That name don't sound familiar at all. Bruh, he, they just jammed him up last year, and he's he's a fashion designer mm-hmm. uh, out of Canada, but he's, his business has been here and shit for years. He's been, right. he's been um, bobbling outrageously from his fashion shit since like 78, okay. and his niche was 
he didn't go for high fashion. Right. He went for the shit in the department stores. Oh, like Target? And shit like that. Okay. And he had his own shit, but as he got bigger, he just started acquiring some of these other names you see. Mm. Like, I don't know if this is a name that he owns, but like, you know, when you're in Meyer or something, you see that Cherokee shit? Yeah. Like, he'll own shit like that. Oh. And these hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, he's rich as shit, right? Right. Sick, nasty fuck, my nigga. Touching girls? Man. Little girls, I mean. The 14, 15 year olds. He had this, he had a, but when you get a chance to look into this nigga, I'm going to send him your name. Send him name. He had this like island in um in uh, the Caribbean because their laws was different. And right. He had, like he had, like paid most of the five, the presidential contributions to elect the president. He gave like the president like five million dollars in the electoral shit to elect him. Of that island? Yeah, or the, the Caribbeans. Oh, and shit. He had, yeah, and he had this island there, and and he could just kind of do whatever he wanted to over there. Right. And the police wouldn't fuck with him, like like it's private sector. Yeah, bro. And this nigga was the holding bitches against their will. Not like chained up or nothing, but like he do shit like get them there right. and lock up their passports and shit like that. Nigga fucking these bitches, raping these bitches. The, 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 the key theme through it all is he would have pamper parties and he would like bring all these women down as prospective models mm-hmm. and he would have these pamper parties where Five star chefs were cooking for him. They were getting hails and hair and nails done, taking pictures and this and third. And then he would pick them a couple. And Take and it, it was not not home. They there on island, yeah. But he would pick them a couple, and like sometimes they would go. And if they didn't go, he had like women to go try and like persuade them. And then if that didn't work, he had like employees from the island that would go over and like promised that he could help pay bills and school and shit and then if that didn't work he just drugged the bitches and take it it wasn't like like if he got his eye locked on one that he wanted he was gonna get to her I'll take it I'll tell you before I watch this shit it's a uh, they Chris Hansen actually made a, a, a documentary about the niggas on Discovery Plus right they ever caught him mm-hmm He's in jail right now fighting the shit. He's fighting the case. No, I mean, Chris Hansen himself caught it. That's what I'm saying. No, 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 okay, no, right, no, right. no, 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 no. This is way above I'm about to say, boy, if he really didn't fish like that, boy, people nah. don't have no, no, uh, uh, no discipline when they <laughs> Chris, want sex. Chris Hansen is, uh, Chris Hansen put together, like I said, I watched a five-part series on Discovery Plus on it. Mm-hmm. Chris Hansen put together a five-part series. Mm-hmm. So he was talking about it. Man, bro, I man, nigga, the shit. The, when Chris Hansen was talking about it, it sounded so good. I did a free trial on Discovery Plus just to watch that shit. I ain't sure if I'm gonna cancel the shit before it hits my card or not. I watched all five of them episodes. I don't watch it and cancel it, bro. This I just I just finished watching it about three hours before you got here. Okay, I watched episode five. Me and me and cuz me and Bus sit here and watched it. But um, man, bro, this nigga, this nigga's so sick, bro. He. All right, he was a firm believer in stem cell research. Right? Okay, he had, he has a he funded a whole he has a whole laboratory over in China or Hong Kong or one of them doing stem cell research millions right. of dollars into this year. But you know, stem cells have to come 
from embryos, from fetuses. Okay. Oh, shit. But that's so basically you get a chick pregnant taking their stem cells? Listen, bro. He's raping bitches, getting them pregnant, paying for their abortion, and then getting them pregnant on purpose, yeah, persuading them to have an abortion, and then using the fetuses for the stem cells. Now, mm-hmm. hold up. How's he getting girls, though? What you mean? Girls from the island around. He, girls from everywhere. Wow. We're in a whole little ring. He's a a heavyweight in the fashion industry. It goes back to what we were talking about earlier with the modeling and shit. Sure. He's reeling them in. I can uh, help your career. I can... Some were going willingly and the ones that weren't, he was drugging them. That's crazy. And then it started getting crazy. They started talking about him hitting 12, 13, 14, 15-year-olds. And mm-hmm. Man, the shit was... The shit's sick. But sick. the shit with the babies... With the the the, the, the stem cells, the stem cells, yeah. Which, because I mean, I, I believe, do you know about stem cell research? I know a little bit about it. It's like to help regrow parts of your skin and shit, right? Yeah, well, it can. It that's what the thing about stem cell research is. You can, um, and that's where the the okay, boom. The president that I was telling you about, yeah. The president, he made the president promise to pass this certain law of stem cell research where it wasn't illegal to use these embryos, these fetuses. Wow. And when the president did that, he paid to get the nigga, he paid all the shit to get him elected. And when he got him elected, he passed that shit so he could do all this stem cell shit on this island without anybody being able to fuck with him about it. Dr. Moreau. Yeah. (laughs) Some weird shit. And the the crazy part about it, after I tell you all this, I'm going to tell you how the nigga got jammed up. It's hilarious. Okay. But, you know, yeah, stem cells is the, the idea of the stem cells are you get the stem cells from the fetus and they're essentially blank cells. Right. They haven't started developing anything yet. Okay. So you're supposed to be able to use them to say your liver, your liver's tore up. Yeah. Instead of you need a liver transplant, we can repair your liver with stem cells. Because these stem cells are well, blank. Because they'll, they'll, they'll take on. They'll take on to whatever they're put to. Right. So instead of them having a, a designated spot to build. They can go anywhere. They're, they're, they're just, they're blank. And whatever they attach to, they build it. They take the form of whatever they're attached to. Oh, that's smart. That's stem cell research. Mm-hmm. That's what, I, you remember on the, on the last pod, when we were talking about Kobe and his torn Achilles. And I was like, oh, yeah. right over there, got that goddamn stem yeah, cell, cell research. Get them, get them stem cells done. You don't come back from no fucking Achilles in six months as a 40-year-old man. Right. He went over there, they, them goddamn, because in other countries, they do the shit. We just don't allow it here because of the, because of what the, nature of the laws and the nature of the shit. Right. But the way this thing got jammed up, he ended up having a... Because right, everything he did with everybody, he controlled them with money. Right. You know, he was ruining motherfuckers' lives, yeah, ruining their careers. A millionaire, billionaire? He said yeah, hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Rich as fuck. Yeah. He ended up in a neighbor feud in Barbados, I believe it was. Okay. With a hedge fund billionaire from New York named Lewis something. And they ended up beefing. Yeah. And dude just put all his money in to find out everything this nigga had going on and tore it all down. On some, on some, like some neighbor feud. Like fuck you, fuck you. 
What is your name? <laughs> Ezekiel. <laughs> Fuck you, Ezekiel. What? What's your name? Tommy. Fuck you, Tommy. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I said, man, that's crazy. And I got to look at the dude that, that, that was going. I said, oh, man, he ran into a nigga with a bigger bag than him. Yeah. And dude wasn't with and his shit. shut it down. So he shut down the hedge fund dude, or the, the, the hedge fund dude shut him shut down? Shut him the fuck down. I mean, he fucked him up. Then he locked up. He lost all types of shit. Oh, shit. That's man, look up. into it, man. Peter Nygaard? Nygaard. N-Y-G-A-R-D, bro. Nigger. <laughs> essentially. <laughs> Peter Nigger. Yeah, not Nygaard, though. Oh, hell no. He's, uh, he's Finland, but he was... Raised in Canada and shit, you know. Oh, shit. All types of people just live and figured. But man, why you got to pull that shit up and watch some of that I'm shit? Check him out. Get the trial and watch that five days, that five episodes, and cut it the fuck off, nigga. That's some good shit. Hell no. Nah. Yeah, that's some good shit. Shit, that's uh, some good shit. And uh, and and I led I led into that with the Chris Hansen pod. Right. Chris Hansen pod's fire. I'm gonna check that out. It's fire. I like I said, I seen a little bit of it, but. I didn't know that was actually going to be his his yeah. platform like that. I, you know, he looked damn near the same. I don't know, it looks just the same. I thought I was looking at the vampire. Now so, he, um, <laughs> he just came on. Uh, he was on the Joe Budden podcast, and I watched. That's where I watched him talking about it. Okay, because he's about to relaunch the um, to catch a predator. Oh, again? But but as a because you know it was a uh, it was like a like a like attached to Dateline. Mm-hmm. He's about to relaunch. Because he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay. He's about to relaunch it as his own entity, like an actual show. Oh, okay. Well, good. I'm tired of seeing these bootleg ass motherfuckers. Yeah, the, 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 the knockoffs. Yeah, I'm tired of seeing those. You know what I mean? He he said he'll be, and that's why I tuned into his pod. He said he'll be announcing it on his pod and shit. What, uh, he said, is this recorded? First season is locked in, it's done. Mm-hmm. They found the home. They just haven't made the announcement yet on what channel it's going to be on. Okay. Yeah, he was getting a lot of uh, back. Uh, back feedback from that uh, negative because the people when they were doing that they were causing all these people to mm-hmm. come to their neighborhood which mm-hmm. he's like they're like hey man why you keep inviting all these pedophiles to our neighborhoods man and you're not letting nobody know what's going on so a lot of people started getting mad about that but hey they started seeing it was helping them yeah it's helping and then, because these pedophiles will come to your neighborhood yeah but in some cases I feel like it's somewhat of an entrapment Especially when people get on there talking about, like, well, she kept talking to me. Well, you know what I mean? And he, I, talk, he talked about that on there. Okay. And because he talked about, because they was asking him if they felt, if he felt like all pedophiles were lost causes. Right. And he said, no. He said, he said, of course you got your, you see, Tim, Chris Hansen said, he said he feels like there's three stages of it. Okay. He said he feels like there's the one stage, which is the, Certified locked-in pedophile, the one that without the internet would be uh, coach touching kids, uh, yeah, uh, the, the pulling his dick out of the park, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that nigga. He said they're unsavable. They're they're done. They're, they're done. They're mentally, their mental health is pretty much screwed on that. He said. Uh-huh. Then you. He said and the other one you got. He said you got the the younger, twenty-one, twenty-two. 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Right. A person who maybe isn't socially developed to their own age. 
more so they true. feel more comfortable with, with the, something younger. With something younger. And it's not on no pervert shit. That's just how they feel. They feel Cause, comfortable. Because their mind frame, like right. they, in their brain, they're not 21, 22. Right. They're about the same age as the person that they're going after. Boom. He said, then the third one mm-hmm. is basically the person who has certain desires and certain... Uh, like a niche? Uh, well, well, no, no, no. Almost almost like the twenty, the, like the one we just said, mm-hmm. like the 19, 20-year-old, some, some, some. Who gets consumed with the ability to say anything on the internet? Oh, yeah. Shit you wouldn't dare say in real life. Yeah, those people. But it, but you're on the internet, you're just saying anything. I got you. And then he followed by saying, I hope they get the help that they need. Mm-hmm. He said, but the thing is, I can't feel sorry for him. He said, because the damage done to a 13-year-old by a 19-year-old is the same as the damage done to a 13-year-old by a 49-year-old. He said, when you get here and you decide to make this step, I can't feel sorry for you. He said, now I hope that you're not the unsavable one. And maybe you'll never ever do no shit like this again. Yeah, because you got to imagine how many people actually went through a conversation of that, and they may not have even... flash pictures of their genitals or whatever. Yeah. And then just backed off. You know what I mean? Because I seen it to where, you know, it was a guy, he he showed the video and stuff, jacking off and all that shit. But they went to his house to get him. Yeah, because he still did that shit. Yeah. You know, because all that shit. And they were really on high alert. But that dude ended up killing himself. Yeah. On the spot. But you know, I mean... You get to dealing with these motherfuckers. You know, I got five daughters, man. So you right. get to dealing with these babies. I ain't really got no motherfucking filter or no or no uh, forgiving bone in my body. Understood. You mean you nasty fuck? But like, <laughs> it is. That's that's what it is. But yeah, but he was saying it's different stages. He was like saying, he, and he was saying like, if you if you listen to the pod, there's some people who served their time and mm-hmm. registered and. Never did anything again, right? And then you, and then you get into the boat, and then you get into the that gray space with the the um. What is it when you have consensual sex, but the person isn't old enough to, uh, not statutory. a baby, but statutory? Yeah. Then you get into the statutory lane, which can be anything. Yeah. And and, and you can be eighteen, and she's sixteen, and the parents yeah. trip, and. You gotta and have I, that consent from the parents. Yeah, and now you a registered sex offender and all, and you were just really in love with a motherfucker a year and a half younger than you. Yeah. But this stigma's with you for the rest of your life, and this shit's all weird. But so, so you can never get that off your record. I think you. I think it can lapse out on, on the statutory. Okay. If you're like a if you're like a predator, I don't think that lapses out. Okay. But if you do, you do some statutory shit and you never do it again, I think you you be all right. But it's all just. Bottom line, folks, check IDs. Hell yeah. If check you IDs, can. If you can. Yeah, and if you're worried about it, don't do it. And and we'll, and, and that's another thing where I don't be having no, no excuse for them motherfucking to catch a predator ass niggas. Because multiple times in that bitch, I'm going to tell you they're 13. Yeah, but what she said, she was 18, or I thought she was, because this is a role-playing chat room. Yeah. And 
You know, people come in here and they role play all the time. And that motherfucker like, no, she said right here, no, no bullshit. I'm like, Thirteen years old. <laughs> so you, you brought cookies. Yeah, you brought cookies and Mike's hard lemonade. Like, yeah. nigga, this is what she was on. Where the condoms at? You fucking weirdo. Uh, why are we still on mental health? I got this one. I don't really want to, you know, send categorize her in any way. Okay, 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 okay. But uh, mm, Tahasti Mary Smith. Of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, on June 2nd, around 4 a.m., police responded to a call and found a man suffering from second and third degree burns on his head. What happened? All right, so the victim, nameless, stated that he noticed his wife of eight years over-medicating on her mental health drugs, and she had been spraying spray paint, which he indicated that he was huffing the shit. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So he said she'd been acting weird all around the home for like the last probably two months or whatever. And he said on this day, like I said, she over-medicated. Was, he, he thinks that she was huffing because he could smell spray, uh, spray, paint. spray paint all through the house. So that evening he tells her that he's deciding to move out. You know what I mean? Damn. So she waits to about uh, 4.30 in the morning she pours lighter fluid on his head and then lights that nigga while he sleep. God damn. <laughs> so, uh, oh, and this is the reason, another reason why she lit him on fire is because she felt that he tried to poison her chicken wings earlier in that day. And with him talking about he want to leave. Oh, she was spazzing. I don't know if he, because if he wants to leave, he might try to do some crazy shit like that. She thought, oh, he, she's over medicating. You know what I mean? She walking around the house huffing shit. Huh. So if he poisoned her and she died, he probably got away with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, set this nigga head on fire. Yeah. So she got arrested for arson and domestic abuse. You know what I mean? But like I said, that's she was on. She's mentally something was wrong with her mentally. Yeah. You know what I mean? He couldn't help it. No. Nah. He. But if if you if you see something like that. Because I'm thinking about it. If you see something like that, and that doesn't trigger you in a way to say, well, let me not tell this crazy bitch that I'm leaving. Yeah. Let me just leave. Then give her the Harlem Knights call. Hey, baby, I ain't never coming back. You know what I'm saying? I seen you over motherfucking medicating over there, the motherfucking. You got spray paint all through the goddamn house and shit. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. Uh, house smell like Rust-Oleum. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I call you back. You know what I'm saying? You have a good life. You don't fucking say, "Hey, I'm about to." You know, I, I think I'm about leaving at night at 8:30. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm going to take this nap. Go take this nap upstairs real quick. That ain't never you know, let you idea. let you think about that. Yeah, burn your ass up. Yeah, she burnt that motherfucker's head up. Second and third degree. He yeah, probably got to get up. some graphing from something. Ain't no, they going to take, take it off his head. They going to take it off his head. Straight butt. <laughs> He'd be a butthead for real. Straight butt <laughs> me. Butt to the face. Like, why is your hair too tall? Zach. Ah, man. Don't touch that. Don't Bro, touch that. weird hairs, too. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> <Girl>, curly. <laughs> hey, man, I meant to bring this up. We was talking about the, uh, when I was talking about buddy with the sex trafficking and shit, man. I want to give a shout out, man, to it's a, it's a white man named um, Tim Ballard. Okay. I know some Ballards. 
Ten Balladers a oh, <laughs> <laughs> Tim Ballard is a former agent of the Department of Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. And after he was done with that, he has dedicated his life to rescuing children from sex trafficking. His, his nonprofit has helped arrest over 2,100 traffickers, and he's rescued over 3,800 children from sex trafficking rings. Shit. That's what's up. Yeah. I wonder how many of them he was too late for, but shit, he I got them. I mean, you know, as long as he's doing it's something. always going to be that, but yeah. I mean, that's almost 4,000 children that didn't get fucked to but death for the rest of their life. So do they remember where to go? And 2,100 motherfuckers locked up for the shit. 2,100 in individuals is a lot of people. That's a lot of people to be. That's a lot of sick individuals. Yeah, oh yeah. Ain't no I don't about care it. if it's for money. That's that's sick. No, no, no. That's some underground weird shit. Hey, right man, them motherfuckers is gross. I'm telling you, watch that shit about the, the nigga I just told you about, the Peter Nawar yeah. nigga. It did. He needed to be locked up with them niggas too. Well, he is locked up, but I'm surprised and I'm glad Buddy didn't. Like the motherfuckers, especially the ones that committed the heinous shit, put them in regular general population. Don't separate them shits. Nah, 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 nah. Put let them in with them people. Let, them let shit happen to them. Hey, we, man, you, I told you, I keep telling you to watch the Peter, what's we call thing. The nigga was on there, the bros was on there talking about the nigga was so nasty, bro. This nigga like for bitches to like shit in cups and he would eat it. Yeah. This nigga, one of the bros said, yeah. one of the bros said he would like feed her all day long and then she would like shit on him or like shit in the cup and give it to him and the nigga would like tell her like thank you for my dessert type shit. Well, her job was easy. For real. Yeah. All she got to do is sit around and eat motherfucking prune <laughs> juice and jello and shit. <laughs> Just shit on the nigga. How do you want it? Smooth or chunky? Like, you know what I'm just saying? Like, for real. How would he want it? Oh, shit. You know, he got different bitches. Did somebody else piss on him? Yeah, yeah, bitches? pissing bitches too. Wow. Oh, man, this nigga was gross, bro. That's that's dirty. This nigga was gross, bro. Now I can see if you shitting in the cup and y'all sharing it. You know what nah, I'm saying? Get it, nigga. Give it to him. Thanks for my dessert. That's gross. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm telling you, man, watch that shit, man. Pull it up and watch it or, or watch any of it. Sure, you can find like a, a a shorter version of it on YouTube or something, man. But that yeah. is horrible, man. Yeah, bro. Uh, uh. Yeah, nah, it's not bad. A lot of people want that. You know what I mean? What is the desire for that? Where did that come from? Because he's fucked up. He's fucked up and sick. They were saying they had this doctor nigga on there, right? Who was um, saying, like, your average healthy male, like a man like me or you, an yeah. average healthy male, our testosterone levels float somewhere around 500, right? Okay. They were saying he was doing all this, uh, what, HGA, human, HGH, human growth, human growth hormones. Okay. And other shit to boost his testosterone up. He said my nigga was walking around at an average 1,100 testosterone. Damn. As like a 70-year-old man, bro. Like all this nigga thought about was... Oh, he's 70? He's in his 80s now. When he got jammed up. Hey, he had a wonderful, nasty life. He had a... Man, the first broad on this documentary that accused him of raping her was in 1978. 
the last one was in 2020. Damn. He went longer than Bill. Yeah. I mean, it's a hell of a run, man. On some gross shit. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Can't just imagine something. Look at kids by these bitches and everything. I used to change the story on, on the Biddy album when he was talking about the bitch wanted him to shit on her. Hey, but I don't want to hear that shit. You really did it too. I mean, I listened the first time, but <laughs> I was like, hey, I, don't, yeah, I know the story. I'm cool. Yeah. That's yeah, dude, crazy. Dude, man. shit fucked up, man. Hell no. Nah. Dude, shit fucked up, man. I was looking at the, the thing, man. Uh, all them rumors about turning into T.I. must not really be affecting their pocketbooks. Shit, I don't really think it's true. They, they done damn near got acquitted for some of the shit. I don't think it's true either. I told you when it was T.I. Somebody trying to get some money and put them in the spotlight. T.I. was goddamn pulling out facts on the bitches all on Instagram and all that shit. I say that to say they uh they just went and bought like a new $4 million crib in Atlanta. Okay. And moved in there. They bought it in late 2020 and had some renovations and they moved into it like like a week or so ago. I would do that too. Yeah. Because what? Four, what? Four million in Atlanta? Four million in Atlanta by your goddamn city block. Compared to being in LA or over Beverly Hills? Man, four million in Atlanta by your city block. Shit. Quarter million in Atlanta gets your goddamn eight bedroom. <laughs> on the outskirts of yeah. Atlanta. Your Stone Mountain area. Now, is it a gated community? I know theirs probably is. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And I saw the top view of it. It's a big, it's a crazy ass house. <laughs> because you know when they had split, they had that house together. Yeah. And then they had split up. And he had like bought her another house for her to live in. And then he had had the house that they was living in renovated for him. And then they ended up getting back together. And that's I guess they just got rid of them other houses and yeah. got a, a main family house again. True things. That's some good shit, man. That's some that's some relationship sticking together type shit. Yeah, they went through some uh, trials and tribulations. Yeah, they went through a lot. No, They've been through a lot all over the years. Yeah, and especially when you know I, I don't know how true it is, but they say at the beginning, Tiny was the one holding him up. Tiny, well, you know, when um they they talked about it when they um when they first got together, Tiny was up. She was yeah. an escape, escape still, yeah. and he was signed but he had dropped I'm Serious and I don't know if you recall I'm Serious is a great album but it didn't do well initially that's when he was T.I.P. right yep uh, was that under uh, So So Death I don't remember okay but that's the one that had the, 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 the lead single was I'm Serious with Benny Man and he had that oh shit I don't remember that oh man look up T.I. I'm Serious it's a great T.I.P. I'm Serious it's a great album okay it was his first effort Okay. As as a signed artist. And I probably heard it back in the day, just didn't know who I was listening to. In all honesty, <laughs> you probably didn't, because mm -hmm. it didn't make it up here. The only reason that I had it is because at the time, I had a homeboy who was in school in uh, Tuskegee, Alabama. Okay. And he brought the CD up here with him on summer break. And that's how I got on it. I didn't see that CD in stores nowhere. Right. And it was a major label release. Nigga. Like, they just didn't... Oh, shit. They just didn't predict, yeah. uh, distribute like that. Yeah. And, you know, that's how he ended up going from T.I.P. to, to T.I. Because he was signed to the same label as Q-Tip. That's why I was about to ask. 
That's what I was about to ask. Yeah, so that's the same way it was Q-Tip. And Q-Tip was already the more established artist. And they came here like, can you change your name to T.I. instead of T.I.P. Because it's too much confusion. Right. It was. Yeah. Because that's when uh, Q-Tip was going by Tip. Yeah. And when he was on when he was solo. Yeah. When he was doing the... What was it? Vibrant thing. Yeah, and, the vibrant uh, thing. And vibrant that's like why I remember. Yeah. He had another he one. He had a couple of them. Yeah. But yeah, that's... So he, that's when he changed his name to that. Okay. But yeah, they... He, he had said it. I remember when he was when they was talking about uh when they were they broke up and they were talking about getting back together and this and the third and like one of the things he said to her was like I don't ever want to leave you. He was like we share something that no one else can ever understand. Right. He said I was with you when you made your first million dollars. You was with me when I saw my first million dollars. He said there's nobody else in this world I can be connected to. Yeah. That, that can even understand that. That makes sense, though. Yeah, but I mean, right now, I'm rich as fuck. Who the fuck knows what they want me for? Right. And that's always good to have somebody <clears throat> from your base level Yeah. to where you're on this, this next plateau and they understand because they're on that plateau with you. Because, you know, he, um, I don't know if he's doing it right now still, but T.I. had a podcast. He has a podcast. Uh, what was it, Expeditiously? Expeditiously. Right. And he was on there talking about when he first got with her and like he was still in the hood getting this thing because he was talking about like driving out to where she lived mm-hmm. with no license and a Monte right. Carlo with 22s on it scared to death and and you know <laughs> like the like first night he went out there and chill with her she wouldn't get a name no pussy uh-huh. she was she, you know she, she was standard she had a little standards going right. and uh she wouldn't even like let the nigga stay in the bed with her. Damn. Made the nigga like sleep on the couch. But he was scared to leave and go. He was like, if I was in the hood, I'd have went the fuck home. Yeah, but, but you out here in rich man's land. Yeah. In the Monte Carlo on 22s. Yeah, he said, so you look straight fuck dope boy car, nigga. Yeah, like, you want to be a fuck with. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they clearly not letting all that nonsense fuck with down, which is good to see, man. Cause that's our way. I don't believe none of that shit they talking about. Hell no. Nah. We are. Alright, so this is episode one, so I'm just gonna have to this is gonna be a, a running a running theme on this podcast, people. We Yes sir. We like to champion our people mm-hmm. and we the achievements that our people have, past and present, because we as a team don't feel like we get the proper amount of shine. It's a lot of right. it's a lot of nonsense that comes with us, and people want to talk about the, the bad and not too much of the good. We've contributed a lot to this world that no one talks about. Exactly. So it'll be an ongoing segment of this podcast called Melanated Achievements. Melanated Achievements. Melanated Achievements. And on this, on episode one, the introductory... <laughs> <laughs> Of Melanated Achievements, I'll be speaking about a young lady named Nadia Blair. Nadia Blair? Nadia Blair. All right. Let's hear about her. Nadia Blair mm-hmm. is an 18-year-old young melanated woman right. who just graduated from Howard University at 18 years old. Damn. That's what's up. Debt-free. Debt-free? Debt free. She went there through scholarships from prior to in high school or whatever. Her junior year, 
she was given the options because of her clearly her intellectual abilities. Right. To start taking dual classes for college courses. And she did that. And she did that shit. And she ran them up. So when she graduated high school, she had already accomplished three years of college courses. Damn. And then she finished it up and she had acquired multiple scholarships due to her academic abilities. Now that's what's up. And she has graduated Howard University summa cum laude whatever the fuck that is. Know nothing about it, bro. That's what you're <laughs> It's like the valedictorian. Oh, salutatorian. At 18 years old, bro. She's so hold up. So she graduated from Howard early at 18 years old and she's a salutatorian? Yeah. Damn. She's a monster. <laughs> Nadia Blair. I bet that valed- valedictorian felt pressure yeah. <laughs> that's crazy yeah. you got an 18 year old graduating early from college a university yeah and then your second place <clears throat> Nadia Blair bro graduated debt free graduated 18 that's what's up she's got some new motherfucking job offer she don't know what to do bro cause, yeah. cause <clears throat> all of her all of her she's what she majored in and she was financed Oh, yeah, they really want her right now, especially when the shit is going through right now. Yeah. Right, I wonder how many PPP loans she filled out. <laughs> <laughs> they said it was. They said she's debt free, zero debt. Well, I'm talking about for other people. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So she's so she probably getting five G's on top. Yeah, you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah nah. she did something like that. I'm not going to encourage that, but you know. So now Nadia Blair, man, salutes to you, Nadia Blair. Yeah, salute to you. I like that. And we will we will be reoccurring this every episode. Oh yes. We want to give our people flowers and acknowledgement. Why they're here. Why they're here to smell them. And then we also will take time and acknowledge <laughs> those that paved the way who are dead and gone, who didn't get any yeah. acknowledgement while they were doing great things. Exactly. So we will we will get into that, but just as a Kickstarter, man, Nadia Blair, this one's for you. Yes, sir. Eighteen years old, graduated from Howard University, HBCU, which is That's important. What's up. That's very important too. Eighteen years old, debt free. That's the biggest kicker. But and you get out, you just get to live. You just get to live. You don't owe nobody shit. With, with, with wild Except for what bills you make on yourself. Yeah, with degrees. Ooh. Yeah, so shout out to Nadia Blair. Yeah, shout out to that. Yeah, keep that thing, keep that ball rolling, Nadia. You remember the bright future, Eddie, with that type of brain. Hell yeah. So, enough of that positive shit, man. We about to roll into that bullshit. What we, bullshit. What we calling that shit, We calling that shit the turd talk. Turd talk. Turd talk. Certified pieces of shit. Whoa. No, turd man. talk, the lowest of low. That's a low, yeah. The lowest of low. And going down the tubes. <laughs> yeah. and break dancing on the way out break but they gonna go down the tubes raggedy motherfucker thinking they got away with it so on this one I got you won't be needing this alright so we got 23 year old Aisha Basharat Basharat yes sir and, right. and even though her name is Aisha she's not black that's insane alright so she's a, a NHS worker for the hospitals uh, in, um, ooh, it didn't say, because I would have wrote that down. Well, excuse me. 
But anyway, she's an NHS, NHS worker at a hospital who stole the bank card of a recently deceased COVID patient and used it to buy snacks from a hospital vending machine. Motherfucker. <laughs> 17 minutes after this lady's uh, death, she went and bought Cheetos. Yeah, she went and bought snacks from the, the damn vending machine, right? And so not only did she do it that day, because they probably wouldn't have caught her, right? Because it was the same day. It was the same we day. paying attention to time. Exactly. But she tried using it twice when she returned to work four days later. So this woman been dead four or five days. This woman been dead. You're trying to use her. Yeah, you're trying to use her car. Green pies. Exactly. Hawaiian punches and shit. And I guess it's just the ones where I don't. I don't see too many of them. But you just hold the card up. You don't have to stick it in no thumb. You just hold it and it beeps. So she tried to do that and it was flagged. Yeah, of course I'm dead. You know what I mean? Uh, They came and arrested her. During her shift, you know what I'm saying. She went through your whole career. And she had some Cheetos, and she had the card still in her possession. Uh, so she got suspended. She was suspended from the job and had to serve 18 months in jail. Goddamn. Yeah. Well, good, bitch. Because uh, uh, they said it was a violation of patient's property. Yeah. So. Because, you know, that's, that's a big deal in that world of yeah, that's patient trust. Patient client uh, uh, privilege and all that shit. And yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. So, you know, they got her for that. Her excuse was, or what she tried to make up and say was that, oh, I found a card on the floor and I thought it was ah, mine. Bitch. And they compared the two cars and this lady's, old lady's car was like white and orange. Hers is all blue. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no, uh, what's her name? Her name is Aisha Basharat. You know, lowest of low, Aisha. Yeah, 23 years old. She's going to learn. She's going to learn today. Aisha. She had a card that she shouldn't have. today. <laughs> <laughs> man, well, mine, 29-year-old Detroit man named Lee Wynn. Oh. Okay. Lee Wynn. This sack of shit decided he didn't like kids in front of his house. So the neighbor's kids was riding his bike down the street. Yeah. And Lee Wynn shot out the window and shot a six-year-old in his arm. Out the window of the what? The house? The front window. He shot right out the front window. Of his house? Of his house. Okay. Bullet hole. Bullet hole right in the window. Oh. And shot the little six-year-old in the shot arm? Shot six-year-old in the arm. <laughs> and it was all caught on the neighbor's uh, doorbell camera. Oh, wow. And they had a news interview. The little boy was talking about it. And the little boy was like, well, first, one time I was over there riding my bike, he tried to hit me with a sledgehammer. He said, nah, and that wasn't going to work because I was too fast. I boom, boom, boom. Yeah. He said, the next thing I know, a day or so later, I'm riding my bike, and bow, shot right in the arm. Damn. And Lee Wind was arrested and went through everything and then was let out on a $2,000 bond. And now the entire criminal justice system is up in a roar because he shot a fucking six-year-old and got on a $2,000 bond. And so now they're trying to get the case brought up in a higher court and get his bond revoked. Because he was, he was ordered not to go back to his own home. Right. 
upon his release, but he's out after shooting That's a six-year-old crazy. black child in Detroit, Michigan. Chinese man, 29-year-old Chinese man. That's crazy. You better hope that uh, nobody fuck him up. Yeah. Because you shot my son, motherfucker. I'll get you. And that's that. I was watching the thing, and you know, I'll be, be trying to understand certain things, but then I would not understand certain things because the, the dad was on the news thing talking about, you know, how concerned he was with Buddy being out of jail. Right. But my thing as a father, we wouldn't have made it to jail, my nigga. Oh, no, actually, I'm glad he let you out. Yeah. I let you back out to the woods, like I said. Yeah, you, I'm about to, I'm about to come you, I don't fuck with nobody. So if as soon as you fuck with my mom or my son, somebody I love, it's over. Man, shut that man six year old child. That's one. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't have got a chance. He would have never. I'd have dragged him from. I, man, shut that man. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to get too dark on that. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Lee Win, you motherfucking piece of shit. I need to call him. What's his name? Lee Win. It need to be Lee Lose. Twenty. <laughs> 29-year-old Lee Wynn, a.k.a. should be Lean Lou. Lee, Lee, Lee Lose. Lose. Yeah, fuck him. He's a whole-ass nigga for yeah, that. he's a whole-ass nigga. I can see if he shot a grown-ass man. Six-year-old boy. But a six-year-old boy, now, the boy's probably on the sidewalk. He was. I watched the video. He was. He was on the sidewalk. See, that's some bullshit. Now, he I can was. see if he's driving in his in his, in his his shit, growing nah. up on his porch, he ringing his doorbell. He was on the sidewalk. He was on the sidewalk. He was on the sidewalk. Just public. right away. This is public property. Yeah. Anybody know me know I love my motherfucking grass, but the sidewalk right. is public property. Exactly. Just don't step in my grass, nigga. Stay on the sidewalk. That's crazy, man. But I still would shoot a fucking six-year-old. shoot a kid, though. Yeah. Who in their right mind would want to shoot a kid? Yeah. I, I, I don't think. I was. I saw the, the mug shot. Lee Wynn don't look like he's in his right mind. So. And so they shouldn't have let him out. Nah. But did somebody, did, how, did, how, did he serve his little bit of time, or did somebody... Post bail. He bonded out. He bonded out. That's yeah. what I meant. He was picked up from jail from family, by family members. Okay. Yeah, they gonna they gonna support theirs. Yeah, and I mean that's fine. I get yeah, that. That's I get it too. But, but shit. The, the court system should not have allowed that. No. Nah. But I'm pretty. He gotta go back to court. So we gonna yeah. see what happens. Still him, if run, anything, you, you, I mean, you give him an opportunity to run. Yeah. Or yeah, another motherfucker behind. opportunity to have fun because yeah. we will have some saw games to play with him. Yeah, facts. <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah, he's going to have to play get out the chest. Cut the nigga eyelids off and take pictures of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With a fan on. <laughs> With salt in his eyes. Hell yeah. Not piss. He had piss. Piss and salt right <laughs> and in his he eyes. He was Nasty bitch. Fuck him. Fuck Lee Wynn. Yeah. Fuck yeah. that motherfucker. Shit. That's our turd talk for the week. With that being... No, Said man. and done, my brother PM. I believe this is uh, the end of episode one. Yes, this is the end of episode one. And they just going to get better and better. It's, so, it's been a pleasure. Was, like we said, uh, back like we never left. <laughs> therapy that is very much needed to release yeah. and talking. You know what I mean? So, yeah. We hope you uh, we hope y'all enjoyed this ride with us and keep on rolling with us. Yes, sir. This is Bill. This is a weekly podcast. Yes, sir. And we'll be we'll be right back at you in about seven days. All right, now. I'm uh, that guy, PM. I'm Big Cass. And we are out. This is uh, Under the Influence. Under the that? Influence. Under the Influence of whatever that may be. Yes, sir. Peace, peace. Peace, Y'all enjoy peace. yourselves. All right.